Patience is a virtue. Of course, you've heard this before. And as an athlete, if you hear somebody say, hey, be more patient, it probably triggers you to be more impatient, if I'm right, <laughs> if I know athletes. But in sports, patience is a skill that can really serve you and patience can get you better results. Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to the Sports Psychology Podcast. We're going to be talking about patience in sports today and how you can get better results with patience. Let me give you a definition of what patience is, because I think that if you just throw around the word patience, there's a lot of notions of what it is, kind of maybe your own personal meaning. But the dictionary definition really is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay or suffering without getting emotionally upset. Let me say that again. Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay or suffering without getting emotionally upset. So if you think about that, it doesn't mean going slow. Patience doesn't mean going slow. It doesn't mean, you know, calm down. What it means is exactly what I said, is the ability to accept and tolerate delay, kind of like delayed gratification. So I think it's important to state what the definition is of patience. Because, you know, when I talk to athletes that I coach and I talk to them about patience, it instantly makes them feel un impatient, you know, has the opposite effect. So I think it's important to define what it is. Essentially, it's delayed gratification. Look at it more that way. You can also think about patience as the opposite of cutting corners. That might help to think about patience as a skill and, and a virtue if you think about it that way. It's also the opposite of panic. It's also the opposite of abandoning your game plan. So let me give you examples of how patience can be used. And I'm going to use this, um, I'm going to illustrate this with three different sports. So let's start with baseball. Classic example is a batter who is impatient and is just swinging at pitches and they strike out, right? So this is a pretty common problem. Let's say that if you are a slugger, a home run hitter, and you have a pitcher who knows this. And so let's say then the pitcher is going to be throwing balls, not strikes, so that you don't hit a home run. Now, as a batter, you can be patient and accept that this is the strategy and that your chances of actually hitting the ball have instantly declined by quite a bit because you're not going to be getting the ideal ball in the strike zone to hit. Now, this is really, really important because your object is to win the ball game, maybe to get on base first, but your object is not to get a home run. Your object is to win for your team. And it doesn't mean, by the way, that if you see a ball coming in from the pitcher that you can knock out of the park, it doesn't mean that you don't swing. It means that you instantly upfront assess honestly your chances at getting the home run and then you have your game plan. I'm not going to swing at anything unless it looks really, really good. That's an example of patience, of delayed gratification. Hey, maybe in the next game, I'm going to get a chance to knock one out of the park. I don't have to have that right now. Okay, let's take the sport of basketball. Another sport I really love is in basketball, there are many game plans, many strategies, many passing patterns, and all kinds of offensive and defensive plays. Now, 
these are done in practice before the game and they're really, really dialed in. And the coach has the responsibility of empowering the players with executing on these plans. Now, sometimes they're more flexible, sometimes they're not. It really depends. But hopefully, if you're trusting your coach, that you will actually, as a team and as individual member on that team, execute that plan, execute that strategy, not freak out, not panic, not throw up a prayer shot just because you're feeling nervous or pressured. And that's, by the way, a great offensive move is to really pressure the player who has the ball so that they give up on the game plan. They, they shoot a uh, you know, shot out of, out, of, out of panic, essentially, when it would be better to pass. So that's a great example in basketball of sticking to your game plan, having the patience. And again, I'll frame patience as delayed gratification, right? I'm not going to be able to make this shot right now because there's two-on-one coverage. There's no way. It's too far. I'm not good at this shot, right? I'm not going to throw it up in a panic mood. I'm going to pass it. I have patience in this moment. Okay, the next example in sports I would like to use is cycling, my favorite sport, a sport that I did for quite a number of years, really loved it. So it's easy for me to talk about cycling. So let's check this out. Patience in cycling. I was having a conversation the other day with a couple of friends here in Naples, Florida about patience, and these guys are cyclists, they race. And we're talking about the virtue of patience. And we talked about a couple of scenarios where patience can really come in handy. And I want to give you the scenarios that we talked about. So in the United States, uh, criterium racing and road cycling is very, very popular, very common. So what a criterium is, for those of you who don't know, it's essentially a circuit race. Typically less than a mile circuit, round and round, um, a couple of city blocks. That's the most common form of a criterium. Generally speaking, they're pretty flat. So uh, what we call a breakaway or a small group of cyclists getting away from the main bunch doesn't happen early. It usually happens a little bit later in the criterium. So that is just the basic dynamics of criteriums, if you don't know already. The first scenario I want to talk about is the breakaway. So again, this is a small group of riders getting away from the main peloton or main group, which is typically around 100 riders, sometimes more, sometimes less. So it's very difficult to get away. Now, the first scenario I'm going to give you is if you are a cyclist and you're maybe not the best one there, you're not the numero uno, so that essentially you have to be a little bit more flexible in your strategy. You may not actually be able to create the breakaway. You may only be able to follow the breakaway. And in that scenario, I would say that patience comes in really handy. And here's the idea that I'm going to give you is that given statistically that a successful breakaway will not happen during the first half of a flat four-corner criterium that you, as the maybe not number one cyclist there in that race, you need to deploy patience And use that to your advantage because people, especially in a highly charged, emotional, adrenaline-filled event, are not so patient. But you can be. What I mean is that statistically speaking, you cannot worry about a breakaway until the second half of the race. Now, there is a chance that you could be wrong, but if you deploy patience, 
what's going to happen is you're going to save a lot of matches, as we call it. So matches being you're burning energy and you only have so many matches. So that if you're sticking back, playing it safe, kind of being conservative in the first half of the race, you're going to have a lot more energy or matches, if you will, to go with the winning move when it actually does happen. The other scenario here in cycling I want to give you is let's say that you're one of the top cyclists, one of the top riders that when you show up on that starting line, you know you're either going to get you're either going to win or get like top 5, like pretty much guaranteed. Like you're that good. And this presents an even more difficult challenge with patience because you know that there's a lot of opportunities for winning. You just simply have to choose which opportunity to deploy. So the example that I'm going to give you here is let's say that you decide as the strong rider to create the winning move, to create the breakaway, and you do it at the right time, maybe three quarters of the way through, maybe with uh, you know, 15, 20 laps to go, whatever the case may be, and you get a good group of riders. Let's say you get five riders, you have a nice rotating pace line, everything's going great, and in your mind, you know you asking yourself, when do I win? When and where do I make my move? Now, what you don't want to do in this situation is worry about getting caught by the pack behind you. You need to have patience because you are so strong, you know that even if you do get caught, you can literally counterattack yourself and probably still win. So this is something to think about if you're at a really high level is trust your strength. Trust that, that you can be really flexible in your approach because there's a lot, a lot more opportunities to win. So patience in this respect, if you're a high-level athlete in the situation, is knowing, trusting your strength and knowing that once you commit to a winning move, you can recommit to something even after that if it doesn't work out because you are that much more talented, that much stronger. In all these scenarios I've given you with baseball, cycling, basketball, it's about waiting. It's about trusting yourself. I think that's a really good thing to mention is that really patience is trust. Patience is trust in yourself to figure it out, to not abandon the game plan, to not discount your talent, to not discount your fitness and all the preparation that you've done, but say, look, this is my game plan. This is the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to execute it. I'm not going to panic. Now, of course, if an opportunity presents itself for victory, for winning in any of these sports, and it's unexpected, of course you pivot and you execute on it. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is you do not abandon your game plan until, and if, and until it actually makes sense to do it. Meaning that if there's a temptation, stick to the game plan. If there's an obvious opportunity presenting itself for, for victory, for winning, of course, you totally jump on it. But you stick to your game plan until something else literally presents itself that's better. Got it? Okay. So I have an exercise for you to do. I'll call it uh, homework if you want. And I think this will help you as an athlete. Um, what I want you to do, just try this. I think it's going to be really helpful for you is get a piece of paper or, you know, however you want to document this, but identify three triggers that make you feel impatient during an athletic event. So whatever sport you play, identify uh, three triggers that make you kind of abandon your game plan, that make you, that really, really tempt you 
to be reactive as opposed to responsive that trigger you to panic, to kind of do a Hail Mary pass or swing at a pitch or whatever it is. And in doing so, next to the trigger, the thing that that triggers you, uh, write down your emotion. So actually literally describe, hey, what emotions do I feel when I'm triggered this way? And then after that, right next to the emotion, write down the knee-jerk reaction or knee-jerk sort of panic kind of thing that you're going to do that you really feel like doing. And then notice this. So again, this goes trigger, emotion, and then um, reaction or the, the activity or, or thing you want to do that's going, that will reduce the anxiety from that trigger, if that makes sense. And notice in each of these cases that it's probably the wrong thing to do. Now, in doing this exercise, what you're doing is you're building awareness consciously in a more resourceful state, not in the game. You're doing it off the court, if you will, on a piece of paper so that the next time these triggers appear in your sport, you will have done this exercise and you'll go, oh, right, this is one of those temptations. I'm not going to respond in that panicky way. I'm going to stick to my game plan. I think that will help you and start to build this skill. I'll call it really a skill of patience in your sport. And it's going to really lead to better results. Okay, that is my podcast for today, all about patience. I'd love to hear what you think about this. It's a really interesting topic that came up the other day. And um, thought I would talk about it some more. If you're interested in working with me, you can go to michaelseely.com. A lot of information about my coaching programs there. And I'd uh, love to hear from you just some ideas for this podcast of what you want me to talk about. I really try to deliver some some stuff. I think it's going to help your mental game and really expand your capacity and your potential. So my really my mission, my goal is to activate that in you so that you're using your entire, all of your faculties, all of your potential to get the results that you deserve. Okay, this is Michael Seeley and my Sports Psychology Podcast. Everyone be well get some results.